0: ask for help more and I know this is the most juvenile said it before everybody says this you know hey make sure you ask for help but boy in execution Mm. it's tough sometimes so I'm just not a guy that thinks to ask for help and it's not because I've got some ego or allergicness around asking for help it doesn't bother me a bit asking for help And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started.
1: And we're back with another episode of He Said, She Said.
0: And we're actually back back from probably the best mastermind that we have ever been to in our life. Like the timing of it was perfect. The energy exchange, the idea exchange was perfect. It was everything, I don't want to speak for you, but it was everything that I needed in those three days.
1: Let me just tell you, it was like one of those moments in life where it was like, number one, how the heck did I get in here? And how the heck do I make sure I never squander this opportunity? Because you know those things that you see online that you're like, God, if I could only be a fly on the wall, like I wouldn't even need to be a participant. I've seen it. He's done it for about four years now. So I've seen it for a few years. And every year, Chris, I'm always like, Oh God, this looks amazing. Or, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear some takeaways from this event. And it was just one of the most impactful masterminds that I honestly do not even think I would have been ready for a few years ago. I think I would have just gotten way too in my head, and there's so we're going to share so many lessons yeah. out of it.
0: Yeah. Well, he being Brendan Bouchard, he, he brought together thirty five of us to brainstorm for three days and support each other for three days and add value to each other for three days. And you know, is everyone that we look up to, right? Is what Jay Shetty and Ed Milet and and Jenna Kutcher and and uh, Mel Robbins and like just the most incredible human beings that you could ever be around. And I guess my first takeaway from being in a room like that is you always have something to offer. Even if you feel like you're the the newbies to the room, even if you feel like, wow, these people have accomplished so much, you know, what do I have to offer? You always have something to offer. Mm -hmm. Life experience, a piece of advice, a different perspective. And so you, you can't get in your head going into rooms and you certainly can't stop yourself from getting into opportunities like those Mm -hmm. rooms Mm -hmm. when they present themselves, just because you're afraid that you won't have something to offer.
1: Yeah, that actually is going to lead into my one of my first big takeaways, because maybe people are listening to this and you've, you've decided to take an opportunity like that. Maybe you've decided to go to a mastermind. Maybe you've decided to go to a big event this year. The main thing is go in the room knowing that you have value because you're going to get in your head. It's going to happen, right? You're going to get in your head a few times. And if you can just remember, Oh, that's a totally normal human feeling. Like, People who I would have no idea, like they should have all the confidence in the world still felt that way sometimes. Like, oh my gosh, what do I have to offer to these people? And the thing is, is that even your presence and even asking questions and even being interested Is valuable. And you know, you've had different life experiences, maybe with your family or maybe within your business that other people have not had. Not to mention, maybe you've had some serious challenges or failures that you've learned major things from that they have not, that are really important to bring to the table. One of the things that I noticed in the room for me was I really need to lean into that more because I did not speak up very much at all. And while there was definitely a part of me that for the first year, I really did want to be more of a listener and observer. I kept thinking these people have more important things to say, so I'm going to let them say it. And I don't necessarily regret that because I really do think that it left them space to get really incredible advice, but I want to dig into that. So that's what I'm kind of working on now is like, why did I do that? Or, oh, Chris, this was it. Want to hear my major takeaway? I do. Just processed it right now. I don't regret how I showed up, not speaking up as much within the group. I definitely trust me on breaks, dinners, all the things. I talked to everybody. I talked my face off, but it was during the actual the round table, round table yeah. events where people were giving you know their input Advice and things like that. I have taken away that I want to spend the next year becoming someone studying certain things going a little bit deeper because i'm i'm very efficient but i'm not necessarily effective that was something that we talked about there i operate in efficiency i don't always go deep and that was a really big takeaway for me that i need to get some things off of my plate in order to go deeper so that i can feel very solid within my business even more so so that I'm not giving my power away to the people who understand you know deeply all of the the funnels and the emails and and you know social media even deeper and these are the things that I want to learn even more about so that I feel like I can add even more value in a room like that and that I feel like I'm not powerless within my business in certain ways
0: take that a step further for cuz this is a great concept you said you don't want to be efficient you want to be what
1: Effective. effective, very deeply right. effective. Yeah. Effective
0: over efficient. Mm-hmm. Efficient means you're doing everything just kind of good. Right. And you're, you're taking the, the shortcuts and I not mean shortcut in a derogatory way. I mean like, God, we're so backed up. Everything's so busy. I'm not going to learn this funnel. I'm just going to hire somebody to do this funnel or, yeah. oh gosh, I'm not going to learn this licensing. I'm just going to hire an agency to do the licensing. Right. Mm-hmm. So what are, what's the downfall? Because some people would argue Efficiency is what we're aiming for because there's always so many fires to put out. What's the downfall of choosing efficient over effective?
1: You know, I think that you can choose efficiency if you've already nailed effective. And so then once you know what's going on within your business and you're not just like, this funnel's not working, why is it not working? Maybe we hire a new team, maybe not. Maybe you actually get to go in there and look at it and maybe it was a disconnect with your audience because you know the audience- but your tech people don't. And maybe you didn't need a whole new team, which now takes three to six months to get that new team up and running. And you've lost money and you've lost time where instead it could have gone in. And if you understood it, you could have done a few tweaks.
0: Guided them better.
1: And guided them better. And I see things like this that we've done in the past in our business that I hope you guys can kind of listen to this and learn from because there's so many times where we have gone for efficiency mm-hmm. because you and I love to, we love to do a lot of things yep. and we also love to go quick. Yep. And while I think that that is, was a really important part of our journey, because so, there are times where you need to do that. Like there are times where you just need to be in kind of survival mode and like getting out there. And now that we have, you know, some programs up and some direction that we want to really make sure that we're clear on, that's when you can kind of start looking at different operating systems.
0: Effective over efficient. I Mm -hmm. love that because there is a time for both. Yeah. Right. You can't say from now on, I'm only going to be effective and I'm Mm going to know everything. And you can't say forever, I'm just going to be efficient. And I'm always going to take the the shortest, fastest route. Yeah. So I think that was a really good reminder to become more proficient, Mm -hmm. right? At least be dangerous enough to tell if somebody is doing it wrong or screwing you or something like that. That's, That's smart. Here's one of my big takeaways ask for help more. And I know this is the most juvenile, said it before everybody says this, you know, hey, make sure you ask for help. But boy, in execution, mm. it's tough sometimes. So I'm just not a guy that thinks to ask for help. And it's not because I've got some ego or allergicness around asking for help. It doesn't bother me a bit asking for help. I think I feel like I'm I'm bugging other people. So I'll just figure it out myself, Yeah, right? Oh, I don't want to bug them. I'm just going to figure it out myself. Even though people offer and, you know, one of the the big reminders in that room when people like ask me for help, you know, you're building an app. I've already built one. Ask me for help. You're raising money. I've already raised it. ask me for help. You're doing this. I've already done it. Ask me for help. And they were so passionate when they said, ask me for help. And I could tell that they would almost be offended if I didn't ask them for help right. at this point. And there becomes this point, and this is kind of a mic drop, where when you withhold asking for help from people that have value to add to you, you're actually stopping them Mm -hmm. from getting the joy and the satisfaction from being able to help you, Mm -hmm. right? You're robbing them of the value that they wake up wanting to add in the world when you don't ask them for help. So it's just a great reminder that you're not bugging people. You're actually adding value to Mm -hmm. their lives when you let them share their expertise.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, there is, endless things that I am continuing to unpack. I actually think it's going to take me, well, it will going through my book and everything we learned. It's going to take me the next month Mm -hmm. to really look at where I'm going to start, what I'm going to integrate, what is for now and what is for later. And I think that's another big thing in businesses when you're in rooms like this is Really being able to discern what is for now, which Mm -hmm. is part of that being effective, what is for now and what is for later, because it's very easy to go, oh, my God, we we haven't been doing it the way the people who are super successful, like giant levels of success are doing it. We got to do it all now. No, that will not work. Like you can't burn your whole business down at once. You can, however, focus on what the greatest need is. So really looking at if I focused in one spot, what is the biggest needle mover that in which if we focused on it, Would support all of these other things first. And it's a patience game, isn't it, with your business? Because as soon as you fix one thing and you move to the other, that one thing probably needs to be revisited again because damn technology, I sound like an old person, is like moving so quickly. But that's why we need these tune ups. And to go into these things, into these weekends, into these events, into learning with a really open mind of it with grace as well. Just like I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to learn one thing at a time. And all of a sudden, 10 years from now, you're going to wake up and go, I understand it. And I've got this business that's doing awesome.
0: Well, to that point, we saw demonstrated in that room. So in this room are the best authors in the world, the best Speakers in the world, the best thought leaders in the world, multimillionaires and billionaires, right? And so you'd think that people have everything all together. But to your point, the minute you figure something else, something out, you you turn to figure out the next thing, and then that thing starts slipping. Everybody has something slipping. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that room had a really big area of struggle or a really big ask no matter where they are on the pedestal that you put them Mm -hmm. and that's an important reminder to everybody listening that if you feel like dang it you, you hold something with your left hand and the right hand is slipping and so you get a grasp with your right hand and the left hand is slipping That is par for the course. Mm -hmm. It'll never be different than that. Yeah. So you don't stop trying to get a grip on everything. You don't stop trying to become more efficient, even though you just said effectiveness over-efficient. You don't stop trying to get better at every single thing and and plug all the the leaks, plug all the gaps. You can't hold the expectation that everything is going to be on point because nobody, nobody has everything on point.
1: Yeah, I think the main thing is never underestimating for anybody listening, never underestimating the power of your peer group and the people who are at your level Mm -hmm. and your accessible mentors. Because if you're looking at this like, well, oh my gosh, you know, they all use each other to get their stuff out and they all use each other for help. Yes, but honestly, five years ago, I wouldn't have even been ready for that info or for the level where they're at because you can't, you can't just take that giant of a leap right. all at once in your business. It starts small. You're growing your audience. You're you're setting up your own peer groups. You're finding your own accessible mentors. So never underestimate the power of creating this at the level that you're at or just one level above where you're at. So don't get overwhelmed. All of a sudden, one day you're going to wake up where Chris and I are going, how the heck did we even get here? And that's how we've built... Really small, one step at a time, just like really focusing on building our own peer groups, building our own masterminds, kind of keeping our heads down. And then all of a sudden we looked up and we had built something.
0: Lori, I've got proof of that. Seven years ago. So the you know, several of the people in this room, Jenna Kutcher and I'm having a mind blank all of a sudden. I just had it Jasmine. in my head. Jasmine, they were our peer group seven mm-hmm. years ago when we all were in our very first mastermind together that Lewis pulled together. Right. So the point you're making is stop wishing you were in a different group Mm -hmm. that might be a few years down the road and start respecting your current peer group because a few years is going to go by and that's the peer group that everyone's going to be wishing that they were in.
1: Yep. So collaborate
0: now, collaborate now with your peers.
1: Totally. All right. Well, you guys, we're so grateful for you. I'm sure we're going to be talking about this for a while. So
0: as we have breakthroughs.
1: Tune into where he said, she said for, I don't know, maybe the next year.
0: Forever. It's going to be Never a miss year. one. Never miss one. Love and appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me.